Keith, did you get these mimeographs that Stinky sent over? Yeah, he. This is. He's got he's got three themes in one month next year, and we're like packed for the rest of the year. I mean, I think there's like four, fourteen months here. <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't remember there being fourteen months in a year. I am uh, wow. He's uh, he's taking credit for Schmuptember. I'm pretty sure I came up with that, but I wow. I kind of wish I didn't at this point. There's just Neovember. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and and then we have a Spooktacular, obviously. That's a standard, and then Holiday Haymakers. But but 2018 looks just ridiculous. Uh, what whatever. He's got us uh, reviewing Matrix games for November. <sighs> well, let's just get through Schmuptember first. Yeah. It's the first week of Schmuptember. So I'm just monitoring to make sure the show's going okay. And I know that you like our type, so I thought I'd come up and uh, listen to your word busy. Okay. Ahoy, it's another KK Slider special for ya. Did Don Fennett help you turn everything on? What are you talking about? Press my monkey. I'm really trying to get excited. All right, just as long as they can't hear us. No, watch. Hey, I like what we do oh, good. Uh, with the month where we explore all, all different types of shooter games in the arcade. And I think we're kicking off Turn off your phone! You know he's gonna do I think it's a very good game. All right, shut up, I didn't flap in your gums. Step Listen with your ears, not with your mouth hole. Genre for, for somebody who wants to explore the I like when these two guys do a show together. An old dinosaur where you got to really like wrap your head around it and and con- everybody does good. Fit you think everybody does good? All right, enough. For the future, you know what I'm saying? Like this is something that I think a, any gamer of any type can get some sort of enjoyment out of. I'm talking about our type Leo came out in 1992 by Irem. Yeah, and as someone who isn't very. Uh, not like a big shooter guy. I've been what the fuck? Doing what? <laughs> never a big space shooter person, and I would agree. Are with you alright? Anyone Stinky. can pick up and enjoy right. because Stinky. it's well made. Mm. Stinky. It's fun. Yes. It looks great. Stinky. And it does. It's beautiful. It's not mean with its response, but we'll get into all that. Sure. Yeah, this is a horizontal side-scrolling space shooter in the R-Type series. It's actually the. Th- <laughs> this is where things get a little confusing. It's the uh, fifth R 
type game in the series, but it's the third arcade game, and canonically, it's the first game in the series. Or it's kind of like Rogue One, a Star Wars story or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's an offshoot. It's a um, it's a it's a solo episode. They're all solo episodes. Yeah, but you see what I was saying. It's it's a uh, a spinoff, if you will. This is a game that takes place before the events of our type, but amidst the battles that would take place in our type let's talk about the plot now what's funny about the game is it gives you the plot at the very end once you beat the game <laughs> yeah i didn't know what i was doing and then it's just this in- it's, it's like you eat sacks of potatoes yeah, with ball balls so concrete you need to know i don't think there's anything in the attract screen but even if there were you know how i do these things and if you're new to the show welcome uh i hope you're enjoying it so far but the way i review the arcade games we talk about on our program is I just jump right in as if I'm a kid at an arcade back in 1992. I got a, a pocket full of quarters. It seems like a infinite pocket full of quarters that I can dump into the arcade machine and just start playing. And then whatever I glean from it, that's the plot of the game. So this is what I wrote down for the plot, and you can agree, disagree, or come up with your own, Keith. Uh, here's what I came up with. As blue and or sometimes red, you defeat galactic raspberries before you get jammed into lasers, psychic donuts, stalagmites, stalactites, and other hazards <laughs> sprinkled across the environment. Uh, they look like raspberries, Keith. No, they do. I did do the same thing as you and just played it. Yeah. And then after the fact, got the info dump that this is sure. all a story about Tell us, tell us what the real plot is. We're going to, you know, spoilers? No, not really. You need to know this, kind of. You kind of do? I mean, it's a I mean, you don't need to know it to play the game, but to know the plot, this is the plot. This is the real plot for the game. The plot is, you've got this this, this thing hum- humanity's mm-hmm. building called Project Paradise. Yeah. Project Paradise is going to be, it's like, uh, what, what, what was that movie? The animated movie? Titan AE. It's like Titan AE. Like it's a, it's oh, a, geez. It's, I think you're the only person who saw that film. I definitely saw that in theaters. I, I mean, thought you were going to bring up the Pleasure Dome. No, no. From <laughs> no, uh, Buffy <laughs> Vampire TV. Slayer dude did it. Avengers. Who cares? Anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, cut that out. <laughs> they, they, who cares who that guy is? No one cares about him anymore. He's working on Justice League now. He's a traitor. They're using this, this thing to build Project Paradise, Eden, you know, a, a new planet called Eden where mm-hmm. everything's great and it's a safe huma- a safe place for humanity. But, of yeah. course, the biocomputer, which I think was where the raspberries come from, named <laughs> yes. Major, takes over. And we all know what happens when you let AIs run rampant. Yeah, they start talking up the U.S. and talking down communism, and then you have to shut them off. At least that's what happened in China yes, recently. Or, or they try to play you in chess. Something yes, like beat that. you in Go. Yes. Um, they create another AI and, and create their own language that the scientists cannot interpret, so they shut the computers down. This is all current events we're talking about. I, I was talking about war games. Um, oh, I'm talking about real life. Oh, geez. Real life's too much. Play a game yeah. where a rampant AI has decided to start producing its own biomechanical matter, which is apparently what makes this game very different from all other R-types. In R-Type Leo, you're fighting a AI-based yeah, enemy it, and not an alien-based... knockoffs. Yeah, really. you're not fighting yeah. aliens. You're fighting robots, but the robots are biomechanical, so they are 
they look like xenomorphs. Yeah, so it's kind of the 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 same thing. And the Leo is the new mm-hmm. type of weapon. The R9 Leo are the ships, the pink and blue you mentioned in your uh, summation of the story. Now, you said you weren't a, a space shooter fan. Uh, not, um, not particularly. Yeah, not that you dislike the genre, just mm-hmm. something that you didn't play often. No. The first R-Type game I played was Super R-Type for the Super Nintendo. Did you ever play an R-Type game pr- previously? Or? I'm pretty sure my cousin had that game on okay. Super Nintendo, and I remember playing. Is that the one that has, like, the big orange monster on, like, red, the cover on the, red? On the with, label, like, the yeah. Yep, the xenomorph. He looks. He, and when I say xenomorph, it's the alien from Aliens. Yeah, or Alien. And it, yeah. yeah, I have played Super R Type, so I'm somewhat familiar. These are horizontal. Yeah, this, 1992. Did we mention Irem as well? One of our personal favorites here at We Talk Games. Yeah, a developer of this game. I did mention at the top of the oh, show, but they don't disappoint. They put together very solid games, and this is no exception. They built upon uh, the previous games, R Type One and Two and change it up a little bit and i actually think that this is my favorite r-type game oh wow and here's why and, and again not huge r-type guy just i've played a few of them uh, i never played leo until we were going to review it so um as you talked about with the options this is the first time that the option can shoot backward that's a welcome addition i like that the other thing is in previous r-type games particularly one and two you could do this kind of big blaster the wave cannon as it's called that's been replaced with this, what I was calling disarming attack. So this is four-way joystick and two buttons. You fire with one button, you collect power-ups. The more power-ups you collect, the better your shots get. We'll talk about those different red, blue, and green power-ups. And again, there are names for them with uh, the red is the claw laser, the blue is the mirror laser, the green is a search laser. You pretty much figure out what they do from just that alone, but we'll touch on them a little bit more. But what's nice about collecting these power-ups is there's a metric or a meter at the bottom of the screen that fills up. When it's at full capacity, you can disarm yourself from those options and the options will seek out, normally they seek out the strongest opponent on the screen, which is normally the boss, and sort of just like punch them in the mouth. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it other than they just hone in or home in and just start attacking for big some big amount of damage. But while that's happening, you are now back to your single shot. And after that metric at the bottom of the screen dissipates, you have to collect those options again. And the options are like alarming. They never exploded for me. I don't know if that actually happens in the game. I don't think it does, but they make a, an alarming um, noise and you have to collect them again. The problem with that is, they are coming back to you, they're, they're honing back in on you, but you're a weaker ship because you disarmed yourself. I like that. I, I like that, that there's this trade-off. I normally use that disarming attack, or I believe it's called a bit shot in this game, to defeat bosses at the very end of the stage. Yeah. I found using it any other time was not advantageous, but it was very advantageous to use at the boss battles. Here's the other thing I really, do you want to touch on that at all, Keith? Oh, on the, on the, no, no, it's fine, on the side bits. Yeah, I'm sure you like those though. No, like, I do did, like did that. Did you like that mechanic? I'd like yeah. that, and, and most shooting games that would be a separate power-up to get mm-hmm. the options, the little floaty guys near you who also shoot and can shoot backwards, which is really cool in this game because you definitely need that. The other thing that's a welcome addition to uh, this particular R-Type is it's the first game in the series to allow two-player simultaneous. Which would make this game even more fun in the arcade is to be playing with someone else. But absolutely, retail space on the screens can get a little tight. 
Sure. And talk about tight. We're going to talk about some of those yes, environments soon. And, and, but let's talk but about the, the options. Bits, though, real quick, the other thing I wanted to yeah. say about you saying uh, you're no, disarming sure. yourself. My whole problem yeah. with using that is only, I would use it only on bosses, but what would happen was is I would use it, it shoots them at them. Now I take my eye off my ship to see where they are so I can grab them and then I get hit by a bullet and I'm dead because your options will take hits for you. And, and you're yes. okay. So if you're getting hit from the, those spots, if your bullets hit there with your options, they won't hit you. You know, like classic shmups, there is just that bit of pixel Ooh, space. Oh, you said that word. Oh, no. <laughs> shit. As in most bang, bang, shoot em up spacey spaces, uh, <laughs> you, you, there is like a small pixel area where is where yes. you have, you will get hit. Which I think this is baby's first bullet hell, and I don't want to say that or, or that to be perceived as disparaging, but I don't think the game is a bullet hell game, but at times for me, it certainly felt like it, that I was just sort of threading the needle through this barrage of psychic donuts and lasers and, and obstacles. Asteroids, um, uh, dead ships. Let's talk about the options. So there's red, blue, green, you collect them. Let's talk about red. It's the claw laser. It is this piercing, powerful, horizontal laser beam that also has these kind of, how would you describe them, wisps that wrap around them? Yeah, they wrap around them. It looks very powerful. Yeah, but it's your classic laser where it, it holds out, you know, as you shoot it. It's shooting for a good amount of time where you can move up and down to kind of right. paint. Sweep. Yeah, sweep. That's a better word than paint. Sweep a whole group of enemies. This is not my favorite power-up because you only have the straightforward shot. I don't find it yes. as useful as the others, which the way the system works is you pick up your first power up. It's not really anything. It's just you're shooting a little harder, I guess, with your options. Then when you pick mm -hmm. up the color for the second time is where you start getting the laser. And then I think it can power up to a third time. I don't think it goes beyond that, though. Right. It, There's also the blue mirror laser mm -hmm. fires just a barrage of lasers from you and those lasers then ricochet off of objects which is good for some of those tight spaces i mentioned earlier where they can yes. ricochet them around and hit a ton of people and then we have the what was it the search laser lrg yeah the green, yeah, the green search laser which fires uh, obviously search beams or, or homing lasers that will bend at all different degrees, uh, 90 degrees, yeah, 90 you know, degree angles. up and around. Yeah, which remind me a lot of Gunstar Heroes, one of the power-ups in that, how they, okay. there's like a green, like, homing thing, but it only goes at 90 degree angles. Yeah, it looks cool when it does it. It looks anyway. really cool, because it'll just go out in front of you, and then if there's enemies below you, it'll just go straight down. I find that in the mirror to be way more useful, because enemies are coming from every single direction, because sometimes it's not a bullet hell. It's just an enemy hell. It's an enemy yeah, this is true. obstacle hell a lot of the times more than the bullets. And you're dealing with creatures, other ships, mm. and mech suits, which, again, a lot of craft in this game. Let's talk about the environments and why these options are so important, particularly in different stages yes oh real quick yeah. we've talked about this in the past on our i think show. you're gonna you, hopefully uh, you're bringing you're going on the same thread i am i think you are let's keep going okay and um hey if you want to find out if we talked about your favorite beat-em-up or shooter go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can you'll see a search bar start typing it in maybe we talked about it but in the past we've talked about beat-em-ups and shooters falling into this what i would say would it was either be a trope or a pitfall they give you the money shot on that first stage. And then afterwards, it's repetitive. That does not happen in this game. 
at all. No. And I was afraid it was going to because I thought, hey, if that was it for this first stage, then this was probably my favorite first stage, first presentation to a shooter that I've ever experienced while reviewing shooters on this show. But then I, I was treated to the second stage and was blown away. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is something special because every stage is different from the next. Yep, it always is introducing something new. Now, what I thought yeah. you were gonna say, which is very similar to what you said though, the new guys have talked even before I, I was on the show about games that give a great cinematic feel. Oh, you yeah, know, it absolutely. has a progression. There is a growth. Things are changing. You're not fighting the same enemy with a mace running at you over and right. over again. Check out our episode <laughs> about Trojan for enemies yeah, that come you at you over and over again. Well, on this, you know, some of the spaceship types are changing, but your backgrounds are constantly changing. The big enemies are constantly changing. There's always something new, and it feels like the stakes are getting higher and higher and higher. And I'm immediately yeah. reminded of the one of the games that does it the best cliffhanger starring edward randy nothing to do with sylvester stallone but another great game right. that has a cinematic progression and feel to it and also yeah. looks i mean really fucking good right we'll get into the art direction but let's go over these stages and i think that'll be a nice ebb and flow into the art yeah direction. you come across uh the first level is a, a spaceship graveyard which any yeah. fan of sci-fi films that is a setting that will be familiar to you and it is complete with these giant alien creatures these worms right. that come out of the ships as you progress through it and this is why obviously you would think like you can't top this sure <laughs> this yeah looks, this is looking really yeah, cool you get that cinematic progression feel of you're going through this this alien spaceship graveyard where these things have taken nest and then you're passing through an old laser grid minefield this isn't a game where you're just shooting things there's also going to be obstacles you've got these spaceships coming yeah. at you and you can't blow them up so maneuver around them yes. and then you have to get through an asteroid field so the first it feels at points like a puzzle game. So you brought up the laser grid, and this I think this is a good example of that, where not only are you trying to mitigate these different enemies coming at you, but you're trying to blow up these satellites that are projecting this laser grid to break the grid apart so you can navigate through it. And that's not the first or last time you'll do it or do something similar to that in this game. And these are welcome addition to a shooter. This game could have just went paint by numbers, but it didn't because of the developer, I truly believe. I, I don't think Irem puts out crap. I, I don't remember an Irem game that we've reviewed that was bad. And what is interesting is the, so the spaceship graveyard, the laser minefield, just so you know, we're talking parallax scrolling. We're talking about bright colors, kind of different from your normal Irem palette. And I would describe it as, and you can correct me on this because I'm, I'm kind of telling tales out of school because I wasn't a watcher of this series, but I got an Evangelion vibe about everything going on. I mean, if you're familiar with R-Type, you're already familiar with the aesthetic. You're talking biomechanical, almost cyberpunk at times, but something about uh, R-Type Leo gave me a note of Evangelion. And I know it's not giant mechs fighting one another, but just in the shape of the enemies, the color choices, being in space, I was getting those vibes. Yeah, I feel a bit of that, but in my mind, and I'm sure if Nico Bunn was here, he would correct us all to hell. I'm sure we're wrong. <laughs> you sure. know, he, he, he's, our, he's our Japanimation dude, as much as I'm a lighter yeah. fan. Uh, he knows more than me, but I would say a more apt comparison would be like Macross. You know, uh, Exo Squad. Okay. Like it has that space shootery. Neon Genesis Evangelion's on the ground. 
kind of. It's not really in space. But the shots of this first level, you know, you are just in space, but then you're actually coming to touch down on this planet, this 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 yes. project, this Eden, the Project Paradise. And the farther you get in the right. level, when you get to the boss, you start seeing the crest of this planet that and, and it's it's amazing the parallax scrolling see you know it has multiple layers there's got to be at least like three layers going on here as stuff is passing by at, the, times. at times is passing by yeah. on in your in the front in the foreground not even really there's nothing in the foreground right. but you know what i'm saying it, it the parallax scrolling is beautiful 1992 this was the stuff that i wish i could have on my super nintendo because while the super nintendo looked great sure it couldn't look this good no we weren't there no, and it couldn't all. sound this the, good yeah. and man were you not pumped at the beginning of every level yeah one two three let's go it's like fucking let's go yes i am ready to shoot lasers man three two one break it down and then like it just it sounds like the killer instinct soundtrack is like kicking in and you're so ready it's electronic it's enjoyable the tempo is more chill than what you would expect from what we're describing like if you were to take out the soundtrack you could actually just chill out to this music but that dichotomy between the gameplay and the music works very mm-hmm. well. I thought the music was very good. Yeah, game. and you fight a, a giant claw robot mantis spaceship at the end of the first level. Right. The second level is very Star Wars New Hope desert Tatooine kind of thing, but here sure. But here's yeah. where they keep going with Isn't it called like Red Hot Desert or something or uh, Hot Desert? They all had they names, do, and- but you're at the surface of this planet and you're working around different types of obstacles to get to enemies that are not only flying but they're actually crawling along the ground and shooting at you and some enemies and i like this play that irem did some enemies are very very tiny and you don't even realize that it's like a little turret shooting at you from the ground Mm -hmm. do you notice them or you know the fact that some of the enemies will come running in on on pillars that are falling from the top of the screen yes. that you're trying to maneuver around. You know, this is where you're having to shoot in front of you and in back of you. And this is the first time you encounter bosses and enemies that will be in front and in back of you at the same time, which they thematically keep using right. as you go through the game. These bosses that will surround you on all sides that uh, you have to fight against. You have to fight some evil radar dishes on this level <laughs> early on. Now, you said the game wasn't cruel, and we're talking about the stages now. What stage did you find that you were dumping more quarters in? And I agree with you that although I died a lot in this game, I felt like if I spent more time with the game, I would learn its patterns. So I didn't feel like I was ever cheated. Um, and once you out. get up to like three and four, it starts getting like that because the game is only six levels long. It's not a very long game. You get through this within 30 minutes because it is yeah. a forced scroll and it doesn't make you start over anywhere. You put in a coin, you press start, you yeah. start up right where you died. So yeah. so this is a game with that, a f- infinite pocket of quarters or a very full pocket of quarters right. you can just bash your head against and get through. The Most of those mobs I've actually played are like multiplayer ones or played stuff like more modern okay. stuff like Geometry Wars, you know, things like that. Yeah. I haven't played a lot of these old ones, so I have enough of the hand-eye coordination to play these. But there were definitely points where I was like, how was I supposed to get through that? There's pillars yeah, falling from above way until with the, enemies running all over end. it who are jumping off it and shooting at me. While these guys are coming in from mm-hmm. the left side of the screen and they're shooting at you know, it's It, it feels right. a bit unbearable if you are newer to the – well, not newer to the genre, but an amateur in the genre like I am. 
Sure. Yeah, I feel like I probably have played more space shooters. Oh, for than sure. You because I didn't feel like it was getting cheap until the last two levels. Particularly the last the level last for level. sure. Oh god, uh, like the raspberries the, you gotta like shoot through and just. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting there, yeah. brother. <laughs> but uh, so we have the desert level, which, but, uh, which is neat, and you get the the laser. This is where the donuts came in. You mentioned. Yes, and uh, the first two levels I believe are manageable and learnable the third and the fourth is where i started to see oh man now it's starting to get challenging and i think the third level is the swamp or what i would describe as a swamp level with the different plants and this where they have giant things in your way that shoot at you and you need to blow them up before you get to them or you're going to run into it and you're going to blow up but then again don't worry because you're just going to die and you can insert another quarter and start right here if you want Right, but if we were to break down like the economics of this game being in an arcade, I think that there would be the desire to keep dropping. Yes, and I think with in. two, you might run out and never see the end. But because it keeps changing things up, and the environments change, and the obstacles within the environments change, there probably are repetitive baddies in there. But I never felt like I saw no, one because you know, because there's nothing repetitive. Yeah, about and it's the game. because of how rich and detailed a lot of the backgrounds are, and how what's in the background looks the same as the enemies in your ground. That's what they call it, right? When it's on your, it's your ground, foreground, background. My ground, yeah. The ground, upper ground, yes, lower ground. Yes, we're going to stand it, <laughs> our ground, against. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> uh, so the third level you mentioned, the swampy level. This is where things are really, really gross, actually. It starts to ramp. Yeah, it starts. it's a little more grotesque. Uh, for some reason, and I hadn't played an R-Type game in quite some time, but I was expecting some of the, and maybe because this is an offshoot, I was expecting more of the biotech grotesque things that you saw on this level to be more prevalent in later levels and it never really was there was no no gross out factor this stage is is gushy it's got some sort of flowers and plants that bud and spew all over the place and a lot of them when you kill them then there's also this sort of uh last hurrah where they blow off a spread of bullets that you have to get out of the way of and of course it's up down left right so if you're directly in front of this plant as you kill it you will also yes i hated that and that comes back with the raspberries later on where you're like i gotta shoot this obstruction oh but it shoots out a bunch of things when i explode it and i i with a name like schmuckers (laughs) humanity is dead (laughs) exactly and then the the flowers that sprout the circular vines that shoot around and then you're going against multiple Mm -hmm. and it's like a spirograph hell scape <laughs> vines around you. Well described. Yeah, it, it really ramps up. Though I did like the boss at the end. I found level three's boss very manageable. You track those yeah. lasers that he always would shoot out two different ones and they would be where you are. So you just got to keep moving around through it and it's learnable. And this is something yes, yeah. Wiggly brought up in our Trojan episode about, you know, there are a lot of different games we talk about. And the, this also falls in that category of games that you need to build a skill. You can build a skill. You can get yes. better at this. You can play it better. Right. But I also think, as I mentioned, there is a threshold at some point where it starts getting uh, kind of cheap, which uh, starts getting in there with level four, where you're sure. going through a very rocky uh, mountain terrain with some very ominous dark clouds in the distance. And, and things are less bio and more like, rock like all of a sudden you go from this very lush yeah. environment as you mentioned you're like oh we're going to keep going on this biomechanical edge and it's like well no now it's rocks and technology yeah i kind of thought of this as like a mine cart 
level, although you're not in a mine cart, obviously, but the aesthetic of it reminded me of that type of game trope. This is where you get these platforms with um, thrusters on the bottom of them, but they'll move up and down, and the thrusters are kind of spikes that'll kill you, and you have to, again, time yourself around this puzzle-like mechanic within this game and its hazards and the environment. Oh, yeah, like the boxes where, like, the thrusters are in the rock. Oh, no, that's level five I'm thinking of next, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's similar in level five, but this one, it's just up and down platforms. Later in level five, it actually boxes you, and you have to maneuver your ship as you're boxed into this i don't even know what you, a yeah. container that could kill you if you touch yeah, the edges it, this is the level where you fight chozo statues and a very yep. uninspired final bosses of platforms i guess yeah. those blue spheres are emblematic of the the project paradise of major that's the blue sphere that's sure. the 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 AI, biomechanical ai that is in everything right, right. now across it's your entire- planet ego yeah if i was you about will. to say that it's like your yeah. shitty dad. <laughs> you a fan of Guardian Galaxy Volume 2? I know Wiggly's not. <laughs> they didn't look enough like anyway, Jack so, Kirby drawings. Yeah, but uh, level five uh, is where it, you let, mentioned those 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 flaming platforms. And this see, this is where it gets mean because yes. now you're trapped in a tight space. You have to go through with enemies shooting at you. You have nowhere to move. At least for me, this is where I started to lose my options often, and I was starting to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't feel like the game was being cheap. I just felt like, all right, this is my first time playing through it. I'm not at the level where I need to be to be better at the game. I've played cheap shooters before. I just don't feel like it's it's happening in this game. I feel like until the final stage where there are these points where it's just designed to take your quarters because you're at the last yeah. level. I never felt like the game was being cheap. You might feel differently, and that's fine. I, I, I'm just saying, uh, personal experiences, playing space shooters, playing all different types of shooters, I felt like this game was fair up until these last two levels. So this is where, the fifth level is where you start to see these space raspberries. And they are obnoxious. And they look like raspberries or brains or something. And you shoot them, and they dissipate, but they also come back if you don't kill them completely so they shrink in size as you're shooting them but they'll grow and grow very quickly back to their original size which is i would say an eighth the size of the screen at at points so they're difficult to get around and when you blow them up they blow up into little beads that are uh deadly when touched so even though you've destroyed the raspberry it's gush that you've you know shot off of it can still yeah, kill and you. when you're facing them straight on, one of them is usually coming straight at you, and usually at a speed too fast for you to of dodge course. and mitigate. Also, the screen scrolling behind you and catching up. Yeah, this is where like my casual gamer <laughs> sensibilities come into play. Yeah. Although, again, we have the benefit of you can constantly put quarters in or put exactly. free play on. I think most players of 1992 in the arcade, if they were fortunate enough to play this game in real life, probably would not see anything past this. You, you would have to drop quite a bit of cash unless you were very yeah. skilled to get any further in this game. So the boss at the end of level five. It's cool that, looking. I like yeah. it. We're getting back into the biomechanical alienness going on here which a lot of those like platforming things look like that sort of like like an alien spit it up and build it with its spit or something like that yeah, you sure. know and but booger, booger bosses, bosses if you yeah will. yeah and this final one's another big uh 
it's kind of similar to the first boss in its shape, but it's just got more alien gook on it, and it shoots giant yeah. freaking lasers. And there's two pl- uh, those two rows of those platforms are continually moving through the screen. So this is right. where you get a boss with also environmental hazards in the way, which woof trying to dodge those, and also jo- dodge the giant laser which blows up the platforms when it hits them, which is really cool that they went uh, through to animate that. It looks really, really nice. Right. Uh, he, not too bad. But then you get to the final stage, which, yeah, which is, it's the Death Star run. Pretty yes, much, pretty because much. you literally go into the center, and it looks like the center of the Death Star, which will forever have inspired the inside of, uh, of man-made planets. And uh, this is where they bring all the hazards together now. You got laser grids going on with, bouncing lasers you're you're moving forward and having to go backward through all these backgrounds i i hate those little yellow and purple guys that run around and come from every direction and shoot at you they were the mm, worst yeah the biggest fuck you is when a whole conga line of them <laughs> would come out from the left side yes. of the screen that, from some that, weird that, angle great description <laughs> the conga line i like that because that's pretty much how yeah, they would and, come and so when you do actually get to the core i was a little underwhelmed because i was like oh we're at the center of this thing where's the boss Oh, it's these two giant things hopping around? Nope, you don't even need to kill them. They'll just hop past you. Yes. This is, uh, of course, something that we would see in a lot of arcade games with final bosses. This is not my final form. Of course, there are two official forms of this boss, although you can kill the two baddies that Keith described at the beginning of the level. Which kind of look like Evangelion uh, monsters of some kind. Yeah, uh, and the final boss is just, uh, I don't know, a snot that can shoot lasers Kyle, at you. It's a prolapsed yeah. butthole. Oh, gross, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring it there? You had to bring it to the Goatsy level. Uh, it's it's disgusting. Go- it's Project, anyway. <laughs> Project Goatsy. <laughs> That's somebody else's paradise that <laughs> I don't want anything to be a part of. That's a big ego. So this is where you're going to lose a lot of quarters. Oh, my God. The barrage um, of fucking raspberries at you, man. It's crazy. Yes. Lots of raspberries. And, and the happening. lasers that are bouncing uh, up and down from the top and bottom. Screen, screen sweeping lasers. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Just keep putting those credits in. <laughs> You'll get through it. What I like about the game is what you touched on as far as the length. This was, for me, the perfect length that this game needed to be. I never got to the point where I'm like, I'm sick of playing this game. And in the past, I have gotten to that point with other arcade games we've talked about. Whether it's because it's you know one of these classic arcade games where it's a single screen and you're just looping, or because it's another side-scrolling brawler and I've seen the same dude with the red mohawk 80 times now and I'm tired of punching him in the face. I never got to the point, even when I was dumping in a stupid amount of credits, and maybe I, maybe we need to start keeping track of how we many used to do the the one slugs. Yeah, the one slugs. But I think it'd be more like interesting to up. actually like find out how much money we spent. We should. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I do like that idea. And the nice thing about this is that it is something we can get through and be able to talk about it from beginning to end. It's not, you know. Mars Matrix, which we couldn't get past. Like, was that the one we couldn't get past the second or third level? Yeah, that's the one that got cut out. Oh, we didn't even put that one out. (laughs) We didn't even air that episode because, yes, it was one of these games where it kind of put you behind this gate where when you respawned, you would start earlier in the level than where you died. And so you kept getting, and you and I kept getting to this obstacle 
where we would be killed and brought back, be killed and brought back. That yeah. doesn't happen in this game. You can- where you die is where you respawn, and you can collect one of the power-ups you lose, so that way you're not completely without an option, so you can do that option attack that we discussed. I would return to this game, Keith. Uh, I like this game. I would definitely play it with two pl- people, especially. As a space shooter goes, I think, for me, it, it's one of my favorite space shooters that we've discussed on this program. Not my favorite, just one of the favorites that we've discussed. You know, I, I put it in with games like, you know, and old, these are older games, but they're just as, as much fun to play. Juno yes. First and Gyrus um, would probably be my one and or two for the favorite space shooter that we've discussed in this program. But even some of the Sekio games we've discussed, I think this game is of that caliber of being a solid yeah, space I think shooter. this is something uh, a lot of people like me who aren't big shmuppers, I mean, big shooter fans. Spacey space, space, shooter bang bang them up, alien xenomorphs. Um, yeah, I think anyone yeah. should play because you can get through it. It makes it gives me that nice feel like Contra. You know, Contra is a really hard game, but if you have the code, you can enjoy it. R Type Leo, sure. really great game yeah. if you got enough quarters or if you're really good. So I would also recommend this to people right. who are experts at the spacey space shoot 'em up, bang bang, prolapse, Obviously. asshole yeah, games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But if you're one of these bullet hell people, you're probably gonna be like, this is baby game. But if you're looking to get into the genre, here's a great start. I, I think it's a solid game. Hey, Keith, we talked about what we liked, didn't like about this game. I, I wouldn't improve anything. So uh, go out there, check it out. R-Type Leo by Irem. Uh, remind everybody where they can find you our program. You should be checking us out at wetalkgames.com. And hey, here's a cool suggestion. You should go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can. Search Irem. Check oh, out some other games idea. by Irem that we have reviewed for someone who grew up playing in arcades, all my knowledge is now coming from doing this. And, you know, Irem was not, I didn't know who Irem was. I had no clue as a kid. And now I've grown right. to appreciate them. I knew what our type was. So be sure to check that out. Mm. Listen to some Irem episodes. Follow us on Twitter at yeah. We Talk Games. Check us out on Facebook. We're also We Talk Games there. Our name is our things. Our address. Yes, that's our right. Uh, we're on Reddit. Our sl- yeah, Reddit r slash we talk games. And uh, if you're listening to this program through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app or Stitcher, tune in. There's probably or definitely a spot that you can leave a rating and review. It does help the algorithm for our show. When you do that, it costs you nothing. It's a great way to support the program and spread the word. And obviously, word of mouth is always appreciated as well. For Keith the Robo Duke, I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Looking forward to another eight years of theme months and another week of September. <laughs> we'll talk at you again next week. Bye. Would you let me walk down your street? Make it if I want to.